What up, family? Seawood and Severino, from the music industry to real estate, from fashion to real estate partners in carte blanche, we are talking about positive, real talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Everyone has a light. And I want everyone's light to shine bright, 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 What up, family? Our watch. What up, family? This is your tribe. This is your safe place to recharge your battery. What up, 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys probably didn't realize this was going to be a bilingual program. (laughs) This is the point where I say we have now reached a very special time. Infinity, also known as Numero Ocho. Can you believe that it is our eighth? Are we on to number eight? We are number eight, dog. Last week was siete. That's seven. That's that's correct. And that number eight comes after seven. Yeah. I mean, we set out, we talked about it, uh, what was it, like late last year? No, what was that, November? Or yeah. We were talking about, you know, got to get it going and what we're going to do and blah, 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 blah. And then... Ever the perfectionist, I was I'm still the, crafting and creating yeah. and it's like, <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to book the studio. Yeah. And you're like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You, you probably didn't even think I was going to do it. I was like, uh, yeah, we got a session on Friday. See you there, buddy. <laughs> right. I was like, hey, whoa, hey. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not, right. Hold on. <laughs> I got to get the entourage. I'm right, not sure. Pe- right. People are going to be listening. <laughs> They're going to critique. Listen, you know? man, you got it. Again, it's it done's better than I mean. It's part of everything we've kind of we've been talking about. Has been the process of and that's the journey, what's funny, right? Every show we're really just documenting is really that's what's, what we're doing. Is so ill. So, all of you that are struggling with getting things off the ground, please use this show as motivation. You know, no matter what you think of it, just the fact that it's happening mm-hmm. and we're doing it consistently. Um, which is not easy. No, and we're we're big on that. I mean, we've had to alter days. You know, we are running around on appointments, and we're doing different things, pitches, obviously personal life, and still yeah. to be able to figure make, this out and and give it its time and really be here one hundred percent and present. Uh, you know, fire. That's great. So a lot to talk about this week. Um, very exciting, mm-hmm. and uh, let's get to it. Yeah, my brother, man. Let's talk about um systems. I think it um is something that's a very important and and, and an integral part of being successful. That's right. All systems go. Mm. When you hear that phrase, that means everything is lined up. Everything is working at capacity, uh, and everything is clicking. You know, there's all kind of different expressions, but I like that. All systems go. Uh, so, you know, we could talk about building. They will come. We can talk about really macro level things like crawl, walk, run, which seem to really resonate with people, which I'm excited about. You know, practice makes progress or, uh, you know, any of the number of things that we've talked about. But without a system, it's really difficult to build and then from there uh, to scale. And, 
you know, when you think about systems, uh, when you are operating as a solopreneur or like we are in real estate, typically initially as a solo agent, mm-hmm. um, you know, everyone has their system in quotes, if you will. Uh, but a lot of times, at least it was in my case, it can be very personality driven and that is not easily duplicated for obvious reasons. And so having a system in place that allows other people to contribute to not only your success, but them being able to succeed with you as well is really critical. So I gave it a lot of thought and and our exercise over the last couple of years of trying to figure out, uh, you know, what tools could really help us systemize what we were doing in a more efficient and effective way. Because ultimately for us, we mm-hmm. feel like our income is directly proportional to how many people we help and how well we help them. Right. Um, so when you think about systems, uh, everything from, you know, how are you managing your time? Um, how are you, you know, putting your appointments together? How are you dealing with follow through? How are you dealing in this age of social media? Right. You know, how are you presenting yourself to the world and your brand to the world? Do you even have a brand? Well, I mean, wow. that, it's a deep subject, right? So, I mean, let's touch on some things that we're actually doing and it's helping us. And we're, we can literally see what's going, like we're watching it happen in front of us as we're going through it. So let's share some of that. So what do we think would be one of the first things? I mean, I think if we start at a base, when someone new comes on our team, the first thing we tell them is you need to organize your contacts. The number one thing. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, because what you have to do is you have to organize between who is going to be a potential prospect, someone that you're going to sell to, and who is going to be hopefully someone that will help you sell you to a prospect. Right. You know, the whole thing about sales is that you're prospecting, mm-hmm. that your whole shit is lead generation. If you don't have your contacts together, if if you can't take the time to go through your contacts and organize them in such a way that they can work for you, then they're just a bunch of names and numbers. So we borrowed a concept from Brian Buffini, a really known uh, real estate coach, where he said you should prioritize them alphabetically, uh, A through D. And I'll share that system now. So if you're in your contacts... And again, this relates to anyone that is selling a service, right? doesn't have to be real estate. Any type of service-related uh, business that you're selling, you need to identify the A's. The A's are people that refer you, period. It's not about family. It's not about friends. The only criteria is that they have said, hey, you need to call John. John would be able to help you with X, They have demonstrated that they will go out and use their name and leverage it on your behalf, and they've referred you. And whether it's resulted in a actual referral or not is really less the point because we want to reward the behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key point for everyone to recognize. Um, We can drill down to the nuance of how to get a great referral. But at this moment, A's are people that refer. B's are people that you identify that more than likely they've bought into you. They just haven't referred yet. Right, And so you want to get them from being like, oh, I rock with you to actually taking the next step and actually putting it out there that you provide a great service and people should use you. Right. So the whole objective is to get people up the ladder from C to B, B to A and onwards. And what what are C's and D's? 
C's are people that are more like 50-50 shots. You don't know them as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're uh, more of a, a colleague or an associate or someone at a level that you're cool and yeah. they could potentially refer, uh, but one, they have to be educated and you're just not sure. But they're still worthy because there's a shot. Maybe they're uh, in your industry or near to it or they're exposed to potentially good clients for you. So you're trying to see, can you get them to become a B, right? right? To buy into you fully. And then from a B to an A where they actually take the action and refer. A D is all the like miscellaneous. There's nothing. You just have this contact, be it family, friend, whatever, and they just do not rock with you. That's what D is for is to delete from the standpoint of organization, they need to just go somewhere in a separate pile. They do not need to be actively in your contact, your database that you are actively using to generate leads right. and referrals. Right, right. right. So all those people need to be over here. You really want to focus on A, B, C. Mm-hmm. In the rare instance, there's some people I know, uh, and I kind of dubbed this in our thing when we were... Uh, using contactually for a bit, and we'll talk about some CRMs in a little bit, um, we had a bucket, and I just called it lottery. Mm-hmm. And so I just put a ton of people in that, and we would just drip, and we would just send shit. And it was just I was just curious, like, would anybody respond? Would something get them? You know, whether it was a listing we put out, a cool culture piece, whatever. But what I realized is that ultimately, if there's no connection, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't see them face-to-face, uh, there's just nothing happening more than likely. It's just a waste of time. So it's really important that it's not about quantity. It's about quality. Absolutely. It's really critical when it comes to contacts. That's the foundation of your business. They always say, you know, the old school term was Rolodex. People that came through and they're like, yo, his Rolodex or her Rolodex is sick. That's what that was. That was their contacts. That really is your reach. And what's also known as your sphere of influence the people that you have influence over. So the more people you can have as A's, obviously they are active advocates on your behalf, getting and drumming up referrals for you. B's are people that like you a lot. They just haven't done it yet. So maybe they just need to be guided and they can start referring. C's are the 50-50's. You don't toss them into D until you really recognize that every overture you've made is just not appreciated. It's not bearing Mm -hmm. any fruit. Mm -hmm. And then they get shifted over. Because you really want to be efficient, and it's important to focus on those that are, frankly, focused on you. I would think the next thing is, so you got those contacts, what are you doing with them? Once you've organized them, now what is your system for managing said Mm -hmm. contacts? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Management, comes into play. Um, there's a number of them, and I think depending on the industry and how intricate you need them, you have ones that are really robust like Salesforce. Uh, you have things like Top Producer. You have a Contactually. You have Pipe Drive. You have what we use now, ProsperWorks. I mean, you could go on and on, right. right? And I think what you have to ascertain is what is it that you actually are trying to accomplish and what will be helpful to help you manage those contacts and what you're doing. So for us, after going through a process of, say, a contactually, it's a great CRM in that its whole premise is helping you stay in touch with people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as a full solution of you know deals and all that, even though they have a pipeline and all that, I don't feel it's that robust. It's not something that really worked for us. But strictly from the standpoint of, hey, I got these 30 contacts. I went to a networking event. I need to understand how do I 
organize them. They have a really cool system called Buckets, and you're able to organize accordingly. They even turned into a game because that shit could be tedious. So it's kind of, they made it fun. And not only that, you do a little bit of heavy lifting in the beginning because you will identify who these people are to you. Again, A, B, C, you can name the buckets. Um, and maybe you'd add a couple more buckets like past clients, mm-hmm. something like that, current. And then you determine how often you want contactually to surface these names to you as a reminder of to reach out. Because what happens is the old school way, and it's still valuable, if you're not doing anything, don't get it twisted. Don't be overwhelmed by technology. Get an Excel sheet and use your calendar at bare minimum and say, okay, I just had a great exchange with John. Let me touch base with John in two weeks, right? Put it in my calendar so I'm not trying to memorize that shit because once you get above four or five clients, 10 clients, whatever, your head's swimming, and then John doesn't get touched in two weeks, Two weeks turns to two months. John has made a decision to purchase. You didn't realize that because now he's moved on and you're mad at him because you're like, well, that was my guy. But it's like, yeah, but you didn't stay in touch. And this other guy happened to show me something on the humble and I bought it. Right. And you don't want that to happen to you. So contactually is really good in surfacing uh, to you. It'll present to you like, hey, you know, reach out to John. And then depending how much you want to spend, it'll go as far as saying, Uh, here's a tool where you can share an article or you can share something that may be relevant to them, which is really dope. So if you're having a hard time, like, well, what do I say when I reach out? Like, I don't want it to be corny like I'm trying to sell. No, let it be organic. So you kind of pay attention what they've, you know, been doing on social. You kind of see some tweets or you see what they posted on Instagram or Facebook. So you get a sense of where they are in their life at that moment, particularly for people that you haven't talked to in a while. That's where it's really valuable. If someone you just did a deal with, you have some equity with them in that moment. Obviously, you don't want it to dissipate. So it's a great tool to keep that fire going. But it's really helpful for people that might have kind of fallen off the map in your mind. You're like, oh, shit, he was a great client. I haven't talked to him. But that's where you go, that's where the belly-to-belly is important, right? Because the CRM is great, and um, I'm not going to knock it because I think it's it's a great way to organize everything. But if you're not face-to-face with whoever you're trying to do business with, it's super difficult to try to make something happen. And email is great. All of that is fantastic. But if you're not sitting face-to-face with somebody and able to build with them and they get to see you outside of the element, it's tough. It's like, okay, I know he sends me emails and we can you know, potentially do some business. But like you always say, people want to do business with people they actually like. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you when you were just saying, hey, let's, you know, when you have these contacts, what do you do with them? Well, what you do with them is you set up some coffee and some tea mm. and you go sit down with them and you politic and you don't necessarily come out pitch mode because we learned the hard way. It's not always about pitching. It's about sitting and listening. You know what I mean? How can we be a good resource for you? How could we be a good referral for you? Like, you know what I mean? It's a give-take situation. And and when you're coming in and you haven't seen someone for a while, the most important th- thing to do is just to sit down and listen. Um, I think definitely bellies to bellies is super huge. It's something that we pride ourselves on. I think we try to have a few of those a week. Um, and, definitely. And, and it's important to just to build your contacts, to make your contacts real, your A's. Your 50 people, if you can't sit down with those 50 people, then they may not really be A's. You know Mm. what I mean? That's a good way to look at it, too, because that brings it to life. So what you're saying is don't let any of this data just stay 
as data. Right. Right. It's not just a name on your computer screen. It's not just a name in your email, in your inbox. They are human beings. These are human beings. Exactly. And yeah, so that's something that, you know, we like to do too is just organically, you know, pop by and see people. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's not a meeting. You have some of those clients and, and friends or people that you can't, you know, ever seem to really catch up with. And sometimes a good way to deal with them is to have a system of uh, periodically happening to be in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Letting them know like, hey, you know what? I'm going to actually be near you. I don't have a lot of time, even though you have a ton of time. Right. But you're already knowing <laughs> that they don't have any time. So you're, 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 you're already in the, front of that. You're setting the table. You're setting the table. <laughs> like, listen, I don't have a lot of time, but I just want to drop something off. Right. I'm going to be right by you. Is it okay? I just need two minutes. I just want to drop this off. Right. And then you figure out something that would be cool that you know they like. I knew there was a, an agent that she knew uh, one of her friends or clients, someone she was trying to really kind of reconnect with, loved nail polish. Mm. So she, it had nothing to do with buying a house at that moment, but it was just a touch point that was organic and genuine that she knew she liked this particular nail polish. They happened to release, I think, a new color, or there was something about it that was really dope. And so she kind of, she scooped it, packaged it up, and it was light, and it didn't feel like she was trying or, or any of that. It was just like, hey, girl, you know, whatever. I'm going to actually be around you. I haven't seen you in so long, and I actually I just have something for you that I want to drop off. So, of course, the friend or the person's like, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, so there's no pressure. You don't sit down. This is very important. When you see the person, this is not a sit-down. This is a pop-by. This is strictly you just going there. Hey, hey what's, what's up? up? My man, boom. You know, Good to see you, a little dap, a that's little boop, right. five-minute conversation, probably Boom. standing up. That's right. Good to see you. I'll get up with you later. That's right. So we talked about contacts. We talked about managing them. We talked about... I mean, I think this is it. like a phase one. We may have to jump back into this at some point because yeah. it's, it's really deep. What we've given is a great starting point because right. even within that... You know, if There's we gave, layers if, of going if, down right, If we that. gave you anything else, you'll be overwhelmed. Right. Get your contacts in order. Get your bellies and bellies in order and figure out what system really helps you get to the next level. Like, those are the things you really need to hone in because going through your contacts is overwhelming. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, we could have a whole hour conversation about what to use to organize your contacts. Exactly. So you might just want to reach out to us because, of course, I've researched that as well. <laughs> Shout out to Full Contact. Um, <laughs> I told you about the damn apps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Uh, where's that carte blanche wine at? This dude's got a sipping oh, vino. That was a little heavy cup, but you can yeah, drink that. that really drip. was cut. S- sit that slow. I feel like celebrating, man. We should talk about some wins. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. Um, you know, I wanna, I wanna really talk about this because it's, um, I think it's pretty dope to see someone, um, be super successful in something unrelated to what we know them for. Jessica Alba which most of you may know her from movies like Honey. Um, I mean, she's been in a slew of movies. She's a Hollywood actress. But she started a company called The Honest Company because she was unable to identify with um, organic baby products, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she she kind of took it upon herself uh, to create something that there was a void in the market for. Like, her mom's had, like, cervical cancer at 23. And, like, you know, like, just because of what they were using, at this point, to date, the company is almost valued at a billion dollars. A billy, a billy, a billy, a billy. <laughs> Which is 
fucking remarkable. It's bananas. I mean, her percentage of that is probably like 200 M's. Right. So she's about a 15, 20% right. stake. Um, but I think what's great is that you're talking about a billion dollars on products with ingredients like organic beeswax. You know, like it's not the typical shit where we're getting pumped with uh, chemicals, venom and chemicals yeah. and all kind of wild shit to really take a tact of, hey, I want to invest in things that are good for people, you know, and uh, and healthy is really refreshing. And, you know, she's one of those uh, few who get to make that list of America's richest self-made uh, women. Um, you know, she's like 50 M's behind uh, Beyonce and Judge Judy. Um, but Isn't like Oprah and I think Madonna? Yes, on that list they're initially. also a part of that as well. Okay. But she's definitely, you know, she's 34. Wow. Like, I mean, for her to be so successful in something unrelated, and all of those other women became successful because it was in their field. So this was makes this one so dope. Because it's outside of her it's field. Not a, like, right? It's not like she started she's an entertainment a, company right, and exactly. it's whatever. Like, this shit completely unrelated, <clears throat> dealing with non-toxic products. Exactly. <laughs> That's I'm creative Because I don't want to give my baby this. Right, and you got these helicopter moms, all due respect, that just are like so oof. You know, and that's perfect for them to know, like, hey, I just only want shit that is going to be the best for my baby. Exactly. I'm taking no shorts. No shorts. Era. And she's created a whole brand behind it. And and the name, The Honest Company, Love I mean, it. Come, that's a dope ass come name. on. Like, yeah. so with that, it wouldn't mean anything if it wasn't, right? right? But the fact that it is and they've really amplified that, it's great. So on that note, We're that is a major, major win, win for Jessica Alba and The Honest Company. Shout out to y'all. So this one's going to be dope. I know you're going to love this one. Um, we got our boy. Who? It seems like he's back. He's definitely. Yo, we need to play LL. This is right here. Hey, Eddie James, get that. Don't call it a comeback. Come <laughs> I've been here for years. <laughs> we uh, got to do that. Mama said knock you out. Yo, Tiger Woods. Oh, my God. Yo, like man. he was dead and stinking. Like they son, had. Everybody was like, it's a wrap for you, son. He was a mummy out here. It was quiet. It was quiet. It was like 2013 till now. It's been, it's been rough for him, man. But look at your boy, man. Like they right. they got him potentially. They had him a hundred to one odds of winning the Masters. Do you know where it is today? No. Nah. It is ten to one. Wow. Like he had a great showing at this last joint. What was the name? What was he just in? Um, he's still playing in the Vals. What is that? How do you pronounce that? The Valspar. Oh, Ch- the Valspar Chans- Championship. He's right yeah. now. He's tied. I think he's second, or he's tied for second. Wow. On the leaderboard, he hasn't been on the leaderboard in God knows how long. I know, right? He couldn't even like make the cut. He couldn't make the cut before. Mad injuries, back, you know, personal all that, problems, all that shit. Right. But it goes. But look, and some people might. We we got to speak on it. Uh, there's some people that thought he got what he deserved, and karma's a bitch. And you know, I can't hate on that. You know, you disrespect your family, your wife, and and you you, you know what I mean. You're grimy shit's going to happen to you and you're not going to be blessed. And mm-hmm. so let's just put that out there. We understand that. I think there is something to be said for, um, you know, in America, it's the good and the bad. We love to build up our heroes, right? We love to celebrate them. We love to say, holy shit, golf has never seen a player like Tiger Woods and they probably never will, right? Mm-hmm. He's once in a fucking lifetime. And they made a shitload of money off of him. Oh, my God. But on the flip side, to see, you know, uh, him get torn down, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people that celebrated that, mm-hmm. uh, to see him rise out the ashes like a phoenix, Whew. and and really there's no um, there's no way to cheat that, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to fight back through the injuries. You have to just be practicing and doing those rounds. You have to just every setback, every everything, you know, he had to go through. And to be here at this point now where he could potentially win, just the fact that he's in the conversation of being in the top two or three to finish is already successful, let alone if he takes it all. But the fact that they've changed the odds and he's feeling great and he's doing that. He looks great. His swing is solid. He looks strong, like he's fit. It looks he looks good, man. I'm happy for him and 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 um, you know, golf needs that. Golf, yeah, golf they, they definitely little, do. Golf got a little stale for a second. They got even, real though they, stale. even though they got I know the viewership went down. That's oh, for that's sure. a fact. I know there's a, a a couple of young studs out there doing their thing, but um like Jason Day or uh, Spiegel, um, you know, but you know, I'm I'm just happy to see Tiger got his shit back together. And um and and he could continue doing what he loves to do, man. I seen all those guys like um, Palmers and all those guys. They they played to their to well into their you oh, know yeah, to their senior until their, their older seniors, age, right? Yeah, like you know, I, I want to see the, the same. golden bear. You got everybody. I want right. to see. I want to see that for Tiger. I think you know we right. don't have that many people representing us in that world. So to see him be that, you know, be have a long longevity in it will be great. Yeah. Absolutely. Great he, for the game and great for us. For exactly. Sure. So uh, let's give a major Tiger win. Wids. Major win. Welcome major back, win. baby. Welcome back. All right, cool, man. Let's jump into what's good in the hood. I mean, <laughs> we already had the Black Panther edition, so I, I'm going to spare you guys, but we could not not speak on $1 billion in fucking three and a half weeks. That's fucking incredible. That's retarded. It, That's absolutely unbelievable. When we had the Black Panther edition, I hadn't seen the movie yet. You were gracious. <laughs> <Bullshit>. <laughs> right. You were gracious enough to invite me down. I know Kevin Lyles and Three Hundred had just put together a private screening over at IPIC. Um The shit was fire. Which was fire, by the way. That movie did the sickest shit. Um, Eleven Fulton Street. Actually, it's, and you know, you put me onto Alamo Draft House. This is blows Alamo Draft oh, House blows out the away. water just it because really Alamo how Draft House has a little stink, stink smell to it. But um, that's only the theater you were in. I haven't experienced. That. Okay, but you, now that next time you'll go, you're right, gonna I'll go. Be like, I'll be like, hmm, uh, no, that's not popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, Black Panther. Thank, first of all, thank you for like not forcing me, but staying on me to watch that because I wasn't. I'm not a big Marvel comic guy. Right. I think you had it still in the superhero vein. Yeah, like I had of it just in this the, place. Fucking dope ass movie with us really doing our fucking thing movie that happens to be in a Marvel context. Yo, fire. Movie was incredible. I will see it over and over again. Oof. I think they did a phenomenal job on the storyline. Um, uh, the love portion of the movie, because every movie is a love story. Shit was fire. Like the the action, the characters, all the fight scenes. And was there anything that jumped out at you? We won't spend too much time on it, but just now having you just seen it, it and it was, heard all the buzz, it could I have almost the, not lived up to the hype. I for mean, you. The, the fashion portion of it, like the costumes, I thought were great. Yeah. Um, even the automobiles that they chose to like run around in, like yeah. those big trucks that the evil dude was running around. It was fire. Right. And that Lexus shit that, was fire. It was, yeah. it was just. It was very well done, and I thank you for inviting me and staying on top of me to go see it because the movie is dope. And didn't matter if I saw it or not because it still made a billion dollars. Right, a billy, a billy, a billy. Maybe that'll be the theme. This is the billion dollar <laughs> fucking episode. That kind of transitions probably nicely into our next joint, right? Which is coming up at the end of the month. One of our favorite, our favorite shows. shows that you put me onto. So now I get to return the favor, <laughs> and I was a little late to uh, billions. Woo! 
man, I love that fucking show. That's on Showtime. Right. Uh, and it is a fucking incredible show. Absolutely. Now, what season is this now? This is three. Okay, we are on our We're third on season. season. three. That's right. Is it uh, March? March 25th. 25th. Showtime, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Lock in. Oof. Axel Rod. Oh, my God. Um, Paul it, Giamatti is a uh, fucking district attorney trying to bust his ass. When, and the dynamic between two titans, quote, unquote, good and evil. You good, know, it's that storyline. But, but even their wives are fire. Yeah. Wendy Rhodes and, and and Axel's wife. I mean, it's just a really dope, it's a dope show. show. Right. If you're into a lot of cunning, a lot of fucking strategy, a mm-hmm. lot of chess. It's not checkers. It's, it's chess. chess for real. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. If you um, like a well written show, if you like something that's clever, if you like something that's a little bit real, if you like a little something that's authentic, this right, show. Right. And a little like ah, like you know. It's that Wall Street shit. There's a little bit of that, like, fucking hedge fund hustle. Either either be bitten or do the biting. Like, it's kind of that vibe. But he tries to do so good. But, I mean... It's just it's in him to just... (laughs) It almost seems like... uh, uh, the district of Rhodes is does more evil shit than he does, which is crazy. In the pursuit of good. In the pursuit of good. Which is really ill. Because he's he just wanted to win so bad. Like, I just got to take you down. Right, you know, so and we're talking about it prematurely because in the next two weeks we're not going to be here, so we just want to make sure we leave. We're that. we're, we're going to try to do the show remotely. We've never done that before, so bear with us if uh, we don't come back and us. we're like, okay, conversation number nine, two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Nueve, Nueve, right? So, but we wanted to get that out because that shit is fire and put you guys up on game. So billions. And it's not just the guys, because obviously we we love how these dudes rock, but there's a lot of chess being played by the women, mm-hmm. and they're real drivers in the episode. So you got Paul Giamatti's wife, uh, Wendy Rhodes, who's played by Maggie Siff, mm-hmm. um, and then you also have uh, Malin Ackerman, who plays uh, Laura Axelrod, so Axelrod's wife. Right. So it's a dope show, women and men equally getting it in. Um, it's just dope all the way around. Yeah, so shout out to them. That's right. And on that note, big shout out to, uh, we just had International Women's Day, but we'd like to celebrate the entire month. Obviously, it should be the foundation of the year and the whole Me Too movement. So obviously, just throwing our shout outs for that and just celebrating all women that are doing big things and great things for that. Right, I mean... We just know that we we celebrate y'all every day. Just that's right. Just, we don't we don't need a month. We don't, we don't, we don't need a month holiday, or any of that. Or holidays. We just know we respect every day. We, we still opening doors. We are still right. grabbing your hand when you stepping out the web. Like we that's take. Right. We, we walk we, on the outside. We walk on the outside. Chivalry's not, not dead. Um. So before we get out of what's good in the hood, um, I gotta give a lot of love to this dude named Virgil. Um. Uh. His name is Virgil Ablo. Uh, Ablo. How do you pronounce that? Ablo. Ablo. Forgive know. me, my brother. Um, he's the designer of Off White. Um, you know, he came up underneath Kanye, him and Don C. Uh, they all went to Fendi in Italy and caught an internship. And um, now he's, you know, he's out here just running the streets. And he's had some of the biggest collaborations, sneaker collaborations in 2017. Mm. And there, he's yeah, I loved his ones he had. I didn't cop those. I was still gonna try to get a pair of those. Well, we'll do some homework and see how we can make that happen. Um, those were fire. But he's about to drop a pair of off-white, uh, the Vapor Max, Vapor right? Max. Mm. And to this point, outside of the ones, they didn't really like any of the other sneakers. But this Vapor Max looks incredible. It's clean. Yeah, I'm gonna try to pull that up real quick. It's clean. It's white. 
Um, they haven't got an official release date just yet, but I think they have a size 8 or a 10 down at Stadium Goods. So if you're either of those sizes and you got the change to pay for them, make that happen. But Virgil's just been on a tear. Um, shit, so if we transition from basketball shoes or those ones, I mean, we got March Madness coming up. Yeah, Ooh. man, I'm, you know, you know me, I love ball, so. Um, and that's one thing I will say that I don't follow the NBA as much because I feel like, no disrespect, but those dudes are paid and they've kind of arrived, if you will. College, that's like that, and that's the last, almost, they got to, that's the last hurdle they got to get over to get into the league where they're quote unquote validated. Right. Right. Now, if you're at a, at a D1 school, which obviously most of the players that are really doing the most work probably aren't at, um, they've been, you know, uh, co signed, you know, all throughout from probably fucking junior, junior high, high school, school all sure. the way through the yeah. AAU yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. all that shit. But um, those dudes leave it all on the floor. I mean, they are absolutely playing out of their fucking mind. And so I haven't been following, but when it comes to March Madness and that like 64, and just seeing, you know, doing that whole that's, shit. Because you, the brackets, I love that. You'll never find somebody who's going to hit the bracket. That's number one. It's never happened. Right. Warren Buffett always offers, what, like a mil, I think? You know, like for whoever wins. Whoever wins. A million or some shit like that. Never going to happen. But like you said, they leave it. They playing for something, like for school, for bragging rights. Just to even, just to to play on CBS for that final game and just to hear, and one shining moment. Like, it's just like, it's, that, it's, that, that was great. <laughs> it's like, it's, did you guys hear that? He just fucking, do that again, please. No. <laughs> um, that was beautiful. But it's, it's amazing. Like, I get chills watching that because you, you find players that you would have never got a chance to see play because they're not at big programs. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But if we get a chance to see a 16B to one this year, let me tell you something about what ca- college basketball ratings are going to do. They're going to sh- jump through the ceiling mm. just to see that. But yeah, March Madness, man, is about to start in a couple of uh, in a couple of days, and um, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks we could discuss brackets and see what th- right. that see is. where it lands, right? Yeah. A little early. So that's um, what's up. So yeah, man, let's just jump into this music situation, man. So I know you want to talk about a couple things. That I just are... want to mention a few things because I really want to focus on one thing. <laughs> right. There's really, honestly, only one thing we really care about. When it's March, I just want to mention these other two albums really quickly because I think they deserve a little bit of the light. Um, Tory Lanez just dropped the album called Memories Don't Lie, which the title is fire because yeah. memories don't lie. Um, but Tory is... Um, is a, his pen game is fucking remarkable. He's written for so many people, Travis Scott's, um, shit. I think the, the weekend might have even been in there, or um, there's just a couple of people he's written for that. Every time he puts a record out, everyone's like, "Oh, this shit sounds like this person and that person." And they're not realizing that it's, it's because he wrote it. So when he puts out music, everybody's comparing him to somebody else. So. If you haven't heard that, uh, Memories Don't Lie, go listen to that. And then um, that sleeper, uh, the chocolate box, um, Jeremiah, fire. Four songs, incredible. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, he just he just knows what he's doing, and it, and and it sounds really dope. So if you get a chance, please listen to those two records. So yo, EJ, won't you drop some of that? Sprinkle some gems because that's really dope. And then we're gonna get into the main event. If you see it 
let's be honest, girl, the last beat. I'm tryna see you and the mama on a jet ski. Yeah, the real thing. I don't wanna do it if it's not the real thing. She don't wanna do it if you ain't got the bill paid. All my boss bitches know I got the bill paid. Hey, bitches and they want the real thing. I don't wanna do it if it's not the real thing. She don't wanna do it if you ain't got the bill paid. For the main event. We wanted to celebrate what many would argue is the best to ever do it in rap. There's always that debate, and we're really not going to have that today. I think his greatness cannot be debated. Uh, the Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, um, was gunned down on March 9th in 1997, six months after Pac was killed in Vegas in September. Uh, he passed on the 13th. And, you know, it's it brings up such a flood of memories and it's super hard, particularly for our partner, Hawk, who, uh, you know, was Big's road dog and held him down. And, you know, that's it's tough. Um, but the only beautiful silver lining we try to get out of it in celebrating his life is the fucking legacy of music that he left behind. And so we try to celebrate on his birthday, which is actually May 21st. But on March 9th, it's a more somber mood. But we are still going to try to be positive. And, you know, EJ, play whatever you feel right now. Um, you know, whether it's kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Uh, if it's the Bone Thugs, you know, collab. If it's, you know, me and my bitch, which is my favorite shit off Ready to Die. If it's, you know, whatever the record is, uh, hypnotize. That's what Lauren and I always do. We don't do karaoke, but if we do it, we do hypnotize together. Um, the dude was just brilliant. And, um, you know, let, let's uh, give him some love. And I think we run through a medley and, and don't feel like there's no, there's no time limit. Just bang out. Yeah, please you know I mean? bang out because this dude, I love Jay. I feel like it's like my favorite rapper present, but Big was the ultimate storyteller. Mm. Kicking the door, waving the 4 4. All you heard was, don't hit me no more. Like, mm. you, like call himself ugly, but I stay Coogee down to the socks. Like, it's mm. just like when you hear him, like he's not rapping, it's like you're hearing a book. That's right. With a beat on it. Like, he's... he's He was special. He's special, man. That word gets thrown around, but he he's, was special. He's really the special one. I, I don't... I don't... I don't... I can't see anybody ever touching him on right. how he delivered music. Mm -mm. And it was effortless. He didn't right. want... Like, it, it's not like... That's how you know it's a gift. Right. Because he didn't care. Right. Like, the Puff worst. is like, yo, why are you in North Carolina? Nigga, come back home. Right. You're bugging. Right. We're about to... We're about to get out of here. Right. He's so dope, man. Please, EJ, spend some time playing some of those. And and don't even play a lot of those. Play some of those Junior Mafia cuts for me, man. Play some That's of those. Right. Like, we don't need to hear Juicy. Yeah, we don't need to hear. We don't, don't need to hear, like, the that shit that everybody... Shit, right. please, dig in, dig into dig the in, album. Dig into the... Maybe the what? With maybe the Beth. what? Yeah, oh, one of my favorite records. Why don't you play the freestyle that mm. even actually got him on? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, play some yeah. of that, man. I appreciate right. that. Yo, yo big, right. man, we love you. I know we it's been you. a long time. Yo, Hawk, feel for you, big dog. I could, I could see why it hurts so much, my brother. Every year. Every year. That's um, right. We here for you, man. Love big, man. Shout out to Brooklyn. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, man, go ahead. Brooklyn's rock out, finest. Man. Brooklyn stand up. It ain't nothing. They know Big be handling with the Mac in the act door paneling. Bandaging MCs. Oxygen 
they can't breathe. Mad tricks up the sleeve. Wear boxes so my dick can breathe. Breeze through with the Q45 by my side. Lyrical high. And those that brushes my clutches get put on crutches. Get smoked like touches from the master. Hate to blast ya, but I have to. You see, I smoke a lot. Your life is played out like Kwame and them fucking polka dots. Who rock the spot? Biggie. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh, this goes out to you. This goes out to you, and you, you, Biggie. Uh, Biggie. Uh, Biggie. Uh, uh huh. Uh, this goes out to you. This goes. Uh huh. Uh, this goes out to you. This goes out to you, you, you. All right, cool. Let's get into the last word. So, yeah, man. Last word. <laughs> Shit, man. That was beautiful. I'm still, like, feeling effects, man. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? Uh, systems. All systems go. When everything's in alignment, uh, that's when you're going to see your best success. So, to recap, make sure your contacts are in order. Make sure you figure out a system for yourself to organize and manage said contacts. Make sure that you get face-to-face with your contacts. These people are human beings, and people like to work with people they like. Don't take that for granted. Make sure you broadcast yourself uh, because we're all fighting for mind share. And if you assume that somebody is going to think of you immediately, that you're the person to help them, uh, then you are, you're the one that's wrong, not them. Whatever you, wherever you are in your process right now, figure out those tools that are going to help get you together. Don't be overwhelmed by technology. Ultimately, technology is supposed to just make things more efficient and easier. If you find yourself being overwhelmed, don't be afraid of a good Excel sheet and calendar just to, you know, keep shit on point in the interim. But ultimately, to scale or to grow you're going to have to either incorporate people that can collaborate with you that are stronger in those areas uh, to help you out. But it's all about systems. And when you got everything lined up, all systems are go. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Like Grandma B says. Be kind. But we don't want to just say that. Be kind is important. We say it every week. If you take the time to just make a little bit of an effort to leave whoever you come across with with a smile on their face or feeling a little bit better than they did before, think about the type of world we live in. So, Grandma B, we appreciate you. Be kind. Shout out to P. Shout out to our loved ones. Uh, I'm going on vacation. The young OG is going to be stepping out to D.C. So if you're in D.C., hit them up. Yeah. I'm going to be in Atlantis. Yeah. So don't hit me up. I'm going to be on the leap of faith and so, every other water slide so, you so, can imagine. So basically what we're telling you is that forgive us. We'll make it up to y'all, but we don't want to shortchange y'all by trying to compress multiple weeks into one episode. So we see y'all soon, man. That's right. Ocho. Out.